At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action, off and running here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, Wes Reynolds. Alongside me, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Happy to be with you. Wes, it's the final Friday of February. It's mm-hmm. also the final Friday of a regular season of college basketball for select programs, and a right. lot of them are in action tonight, actually. Yeah, tonight and tomorrow, kind of going to end the regular season for a lot of the lower major, even some of the middle major conferences. So uh, some conference championship berths perhaps on the line this weekend. Absolutely. A a lot going on uh, right at the top of the show here, Wes. So let's uh, just preview the games that are going to be. The puck will be dropping in the NHL. The ball will be tipping off in the NBA. Let's get to those first. The one NHL game starting off at the top of this hour, Wes, are the Blue Jackets at the Hurricanes. Yeah, Carolina off an OT win over the Philadelphia Flyers, 8-4 and four against division opponents this year. Currently at DraftKings, minus 370 are the Carolina Hurricanes, and then the take back on CBJ is plus 285. By the way, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes right up in there in that mix at the top of the Eastern Conference. They currently lead the Metropolitan Division, 74 points. Rangers just behind at 71. So minus 370 on the Hurricanes. The total at DraftKings is 7, juice to the under, minus 130. Market wide, you can lay over six and a half, but you got to pay some pretty big, big about a dollar thirty-five, dollar forty. Kelly, are we diving in on another underdog here, or are we saying we would and we end up not doing it? NBA's back, baby. I don't care. <laughs> you can do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> He's been miserable without the NBA. <laughs> uh, we do have four games just about the tip in the NBA. I would say three of these are not very interesting, but the one at the top, though, in the Eastern Conference, the current seven seed against the current uh, ten or nine seed right now in the East doing battle in Charlotte West. Yeah, uh, Hornets on a three-game slide here, so maybe they get right. They are two games under 500. They are hosting the Toronto Raptors. Dinosaurs laying two on the road, 224.5 at DraftKings. I got a bet. I've actually got two bets on that game tonight. I am on the Toronto side of this. No JVT's on the Charlotte side. Char- Charlotte's had some real bad shooting luck lately. Basically, I know that was a, a reason he's looking for them to positively regress here at some point, which I, I agree with. I'm not going to say that's untrue. Some of their wide open shooting percentages are astonishingly low, but they are one and eight in their past nine games. Uh, really on a tough slide offensively. Can't get anything going. Toronto on the other side, uh, seventh best net. Rating over that period, over the last nine games, they're seven and two, ranked top ten in both offense and defense. So I laid two with Toronto on the road. I, I don't play many totals either, but I went on the under on this game. 
I thought that number was quite high for this matchup. You've got Toronto limiting to opponents to 100 and 109 points per game over their past 20 games. Charlotte with the third-worst offense right now in the NBA over the past few weeks, 106 points per game, thought that number was pretty light. So went on the under uh, 226 there in Charlotte tonight. And for that game, by the way, OG Ananobi still out with that finger injury for Toronto. FVV, Fred Van Vliet, uh, missed the last game, but is going to go tonight for the Toronto Raptors out for the Hornets. I believe Jaden McDaniels, or Jalen McDaniels, rather, out with the ankle injury. Nick Richards going to miss with the foot injury. So starting lineups there, FVV. FVV, Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes, Siakam, and Kem Birch for Toronto. For Charlotte, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington Jr., and Mason Plumley. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. <laughs> there for Charlotte. Well, the other three games just about underway, Wes. I really just... Not particularly good games, the other three. Well, and the Pacers saw some money today because Malcolm Brogdon upgraded to probable. He's been battling an Achilles. He's always battling some kind of injury, by the way. But kind of the story for the Pacers, they're not going to win a lot of games the rest of the season, 20 and 40. But they finally, I think, got their point guard of the future in Tyrese Halliburton in that trade with uh, Sabonis going to Sacramento. So Halliburton, since he's come over to the Pacers, 20.8 points a game, 11 assists per game. Buddy healed 20 points and six rebounds. So, you know, Pacers, I think, are kind of like a fun league pass type of watch. They're not going to win a lot of games. Maybe they'll win one tonight against the Thunder team. That's kind of, uh, you know, hold my beer in terms of uh, selling off assets, even though SGA back in the lineup currently at DraftKings, Pacers minus eight, 226. I, I, I have nothing on this game. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either. For me. I know Kelly doesn't have anything either. So yeah. ne- next up, Rockets and Magic. Uh, Magic, the, the battle for the bottom, essentially, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two teams uh, battling for the ping pong balls. 13-47, and 47, Orlando, 15-43 and 43 on Houston. Some Houston injury news. Uh, Usman Garuba going to be out again with the wrist injury. Kevin Porter Jr. and Eric Gordon both going to go for the Houston Rockets for Orlando. A laundry list here. Mo Wagner, the most recent, has a rib injury, so he is going to miss tonight. R.J. Hampton is going to go ahead and go. But, yeah, these are two bad teams. Uh, 235 is the total. Oftentimes, you get two bad teams. More often than not, this point in the season, I'm going to be on the over. Happy action, fun time, and you could very well have it here. 235 the total. Orlando minus three and a half. Well, you have Houston, who is one of the worst defensive teams in the entire league, if not the worst uh, in this one. So, uh, hey, look, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with happy action fun time. Wise. No, no, uh, you got to have some kind of entertainment when these teams are a combined 28 90 on the season. So uh, that's going to get underway. And then just the last one to get underway is going to be Spurs on the road in D.C. to take on the Wizards. Minus three and a half to 25 and a half is your total. And then just to get you updated on some injury news, uh, Josh Primo, Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford going to miss for the Spurs. Trey Jones upgraded to probable. We know for Washington, Porzingis is out with the knee injury, the recent acquisition from Dallas and Thomas Bryant going to be back in the lineup for the Wizards tonight. Yeah, I'd say for for me, it'd be slightly into the Spurs on this one, but no, no play. They Both teams still working in new pieces, adjusting to, adjusting to new lineups and what the rotations are going to look like. So no interest here. I wanted to get back, though, to what you said real quick about that Rocket Magic game. Wes, you, you're right. At this point in the year, I can, those games I don't even look at. They might mm-hmm. be the only thing I would play in it isn't over, though, ever. And the only thing I would ever consider. Otherwise, you're trying to handicap, in my mind, I'm trying to handicap a game where neither team should want to win. Right. How do you handicap motivation? Like, the players aren't purposely tanking. I mean, it's more of an organization thing. So, 
but you, they know that, look, we're playing out the string. We have no sense of urgency in terms of being able to make the playoffs. So it's like, let's just go out and ball and let's yep. just have fun. And that's why when in doubt, I go with the over when you get two bad teams like this. I'm with you there. No argument for me. Maybe I'll even hop in on the over. Why not? We need we need something. We need something tonight, Kelly. I don't have enough. I don't have enough plays tonight. Just you got plenty. You got plenty. You added like three in ten minutes before the show. I, 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 I added I added two late there. Uh, college hoops. It's again, like we said, Friday nights are usually a pretty light night mm-hmm. on the college hoops slate. Uh, the only Power Five game going at the moment is in State College, Pennsylvania, between the powerhouses of Northwestern and Penn State. Uh, the first matchup between these teams, uh, Penn State actually won in Evanston yes. earlier in the year. Penn State ended up playing two at close for this, West. Hot start early for these offenses, 9-7, four minute, less than four minutes in there at the Bryce Jordan Yeah, Center. I thought that number was about right, to be honest with you. Total did close 129 pretty much across the board. So 9-7 before we hit the first uh, television timeout at the under 16. The only game that I played actually on the early slate, and I took a shot with a big underdog, and that's Canisius, the Golden there Griffin. There we go. Getting 15 and a half at Iona. By the way, Iona has already wrapped up the regular season title in the match. Got to extend it. MAAC, Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. So Rick Patino's guy's already going to be that one seed. I believe that tournament's up in Albany. It usually is. But I took Canisius plus 15 and a half. I went with the late Big Ten game, and I took Nebraska plus 13 against Iowa. Iowa off a couple pretty big wins of late. And, uh, you know, showing some metal probably now. I think they're pretty much cinched in the NCAA tournament. They have enough good quality wins. But they go beat Ohio State on Saturday. Then they trounce Michigan State on Tuesday. Michigan State continues their swoon this month, but now Iowa goes to Nebraska. They just beat Nebraska actually about a little less than two weeks ago, 98 to 75. Both of these teams can score. Neither of these two teams great defensively. So when you got an Iowa team that is a better team, but they are laying a big number on the road and they don't always really guard very well, especially at the rim. By the way, Nebraska AD Trev Alberts came out yesterday and said Fred Hoiberg is coming back. Uh, Restructure contract so he got the Scott Frost treatment apparently he's like well I got to do something but I don't want to come in here as the new AD to my alma mater and start firing everybody so Fred Hoiberg will be back we'll see if that gives the Cornhuskers some energy they are dead last in the Big Ten right now one correction in there for you Wes the Mac with two A's tournament this year it's actually a boardwalk hall in Atlantic oh, City. okay. They switched it. It used yeah. to be at the uh, Times Union Center yeah, up the, in uh, Albany pretty much every well, year. A little, a little switch there which uh Pretty unfortunate, actually, for people that are in New Jersey because you won't be able to bet that because of the ridiculous rules uh, there on collegiate events inside the state. Yeah, so uh, Iona, Rick Pitino's guys, 22-5. and five. Remember, they beat Alabama earlier mm-hmm. this year down in that tournament in Orlando. So uh, very good team, and he's done a really good job up there in New Rochelle. Yeah, I... I Iona's a team that if they're the 12 and you're a 5, that's going to be a That'll be a trendy pick because it's Rick Pitino, yes. Yeah, and, well, look... Uh, there are some five seeds right now. I know uh, Joe Lenardi today had UConn against Iona. Mm-hmm. I, no, no, knowing how UConn has played this year, despite the talent differential, that will probably be a closer than necessary game for the Huskies if that were to be the matchup. Hey, it's uh, two, we- two weeks from Sunday selection. Sunday, that's pretty good, right, Wes? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and look, Iona, this conference, these teams pretty much still have like four games left, but Iona's already pretty much wrapped up the one seed at 14-2. and two. They've got a three-and-a-half game lead, so would expect them to win tonight, but I thought 15-and-a-half might have been a little high, and uh, you might get some urgency out of a 
lowly Canisius team currently at the uh, under-16 timeout, 8-4 Iona. Yeah, in, in the game so far, uh, again, the Golden Griffins of Canisius and the Gales of Iona, one of Wes's plays. Uh, for quickly, for me, I have, uh, I have three. I took an in-game number on Ohio. They were down 20 at halftime. I took plus 12 in-game for the Bobcats, who are still getting trounced by Akron uh, there in, uh, in Athens, Ohio, right now in the MAC. Laid a point and a half with Penn State pre-flop, and I took St. Louis, the Billikens, outright. We took them on the money line tonight at plus 135 on the road in Richmond against the Spiders of Richmond. That's what we have on I, on our cards tonight. And coming up next, though, we're heading back to college hoops. Mm-hmm. Our power rankings heading into the final week of the regular season next on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every single game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including the guy to my right, Wes Reynolds, Greg Peterson, Matt Humans, on every key team, tournament, conference, players to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th. That's the day of the title game for just $19. VSIN.com slash madness. You're only, the second, second night in a row I've referred to as an expert. Only God is an expert, Ernie. <laughs> the just good enough Charles Barkley yeah, impersonation. Yeah, just satisfactory enough. <laughs> just, nothing, nothing to write home about. Just just good enough. Uh, Wes, James Harden. Heard of him? I have heard of him. He's making his debut tonight for the Philadelphia 76ers on the road tonight at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Harden tonight. Here are your player props real quick on Harden in his debut with the Sixers. 21.5 points, 6.5 boards, 9.5 assists, points, rebounds, assists put together, 38.5, 
threes, two and a half. And then if you want the double-double or triple-double, the no on the double-double is plus money at plus 110. The triple-double, of course, the yes is the plus money at plus 600. You know, I, I got to say, I, you want to give a definitive answer always on this program, but the answer is I don't know. I don't know how many minutes he's going to play, you know, what, 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 the, what the load is. I mean, he, he is healed, though. He is back in the lineup. He's he got healed the, for weeks. He got the, uh, the Benny Hinn uh, hand on his head or the Jimmy Swaggart or one of the evangelists that have uh, totally healed this man. So James Harden is going to take the floor tonight as a member of the Sixers for the first time in Minneapolis. Yeah, I, I, you know, this might be kind of a wait-and-see deal. I know these are going to be popular wagers, obviously, because this is the big story of the night of James Harden making his debut with uh, Joel Embiid and company with the Sixers. But I didn't really know what to do here. I, I got to wait a few games. I want to see how this is going to work here with Joel Embiid playing as well as he is. And we talked about the MVP chase last night that he is the favorite, and I think the rightful favorite, even though both of our votes would go to Jokic at this standpoint. But, you know, how is Embiid going to react? It's like, I've got this dude pinned on the block, and all of a sudden the beard is dribble, 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 right to the end of the shot clock, and then drive, you know, and perhaps get fouled or take a jumper that either makes or misses. And Embiid's got, like, an easy basket, you know, and an easy lane here where he can get a three-point play. So I wonder how that's going to go. The dynamic is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I think this is one of those, you're right, Wes, if you're uh, if you're trying to take this whole betting thing seriously, I'd probably uh, mm-hmm. give this a few games to see really right. what this Sixers uh, rotation is going to look like. How are they going to play these guys? We heard yesterday from Doc that he wants some combination of two always on the court between Embiid, Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and Tobias Harris. So we got to see how they're really going to play that. I I don't know. I'm guessing he's not going to have a minutes restriction tonight. However, but you he, wouldn't think they'd play. Him 40 some minutes. You wouldn't right? think that too. And he is coming off of a injury. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in quotes, mm-hmm. air quotes there. So I don't really know. I would say, though, if you want to have a fun bet for tonight, I understand that. I wouldn't try to figure out where it's going to come from points, rebounds, or assists. I'd just play that over on the PRA. Because right. these, right. these numbers are low for him. Don't get me wrong. If yeah. it was a full, regular minutes, regular season game, these numbers are a little low, so I would lean over on that PRA pretty heavily. Yeah, and and like you say, a fun bet. Uh, nothing to go to war with, as Alan Boston would famously say. If he go. doesn't yeah. really like a play that much or just kind of leans there, that probably I would take Kelly's suggestion if you're going to do that, but uh, don't bet the bankroll on it. Are you guys in agreement with me if that if Minnesota didn't just play and win a big game last right. night, that this would be an auto fire yeah. on Minnesota? Yeah, because I, I was on them last night. And, uh, look, uh, Ja went out of the game, then Ja came back, and then Minnesota was able to hold on and close him out. So uh, we got the win there at the Wolves. And I was kind of getting a little worried late because I was like, man, are they going to be looking ahead to these guys? And they were not. So Minnesota, and I think Memphis was a quality enough opponent where it's like, hey, these have been the young upstart guys in we want to be known as the young upstart guys, even though we're only four games over 500. So Minnesota did get that win. We'll see how much energy they have. I almost was going to play the T-Wolves, but I passed. Yeah, I just I couldn't do it because of because of the spot. Just wasn't a great spot for them off of that big win last night, even though I would love to go against Philadelphia while they're still working out Harden and Embiid together. Kelly? Because I think the casuals are going to come in on uh, Philadelphia. Oh, I, you, already, you already seen them up from two to three. Kelly, you, you in agreement with us there? Yeah, yeah. If they didn't play last night, probably would have looked that way. Yeah, but I've I got no interest tonight. Well, we get a we get some power rankings here now, guys, and, and, and the oh, let the animation play first. 
Wes, you get to go first here. A little bit different than uh, Kelly. A little bit different than the last go, where you had NFL power rankings through the entire NFL season, and of course, uh, no more NFL. We got college hoops aplenty here. So, Wes, Kelly gave us specific instructions here. A little bit different for the just the current top ten. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the 10 teams that we think could win at all, which would actually be a little bit of a different order for me. Right. Yeah. So I, I kind of uh, did a combination of both, if you will. I still have Purdue at 10, and I did bet them 25 to 1 after last year's national championship to win it all. Offensively, they can do it. Defensively, I'm not sure that they can. It's going to depend on the draw, but I can't not have the number one adjusted offensive efficiency in the country and one of the best shooting teams with big guys and with size and with the guy, Jaden Ivey, that can take over a game that's going to be a top five lottery pick and not have them in the top 10. So Purdue 10 for me. Texas Tech, by the way, on the other side of the equation from Purdue, they were number one in adjusted defensive efficiency. So the concern for me for Texas Tech Tech is kind of the opposite of Purdue. Purdue's is obviously their defense, which is like 119 in the country, and that is astonishingly low for yes, a power six conference team. So, you know, Purdue, I think, can overwhelm a lot of teams. I don't expect that they're going to get like North Texas like they did last year in the first round, but they're going to have to outscore teams, I think, to really make a deep run. Texas Tech, now can they go ahead and get their offense a little better? Number one defensively, but 51st nationally. Offensively, not a really good three-point shooting team either, but they've been super impressive. You go in and you sweep Baylor and you sweep Texas. I think that you're absolutely for real. And speaking of Baylor, number eight, if uh, uh, Chamo Chachwa, JTT, I think I got that right. I got it. Yes. Baylor, uh, if they would have him, I would have them in the top five still, but they haven't looked right. They've had guys in and out of the lineup. Cryer has been missed some time. Akinjo missed a little bit of time. So Baylor eight for me, Auburn number seven for me. And I know that they did beat Kentucky earlier this year, but one thing I worry about Auburn they gamble a little bit because they have shot blockers down low because they have Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, uh, a likely lottery pick. However, you know, when you gamble a little bit, you have a chance of giving up open layups and open threes with that press. So Auburn number seven for me, I just don't like that style necessarily. Villanova six, they have a senior guard and Colin Gillespie senior guards winning the NCAA tournament. Jay Wright has a culture program there. And then top five really quickly because I want to leave you guys enough time. Kansas fifth. Duke number four, Kentucky number three. Now they got to get Ty Ty Washington and Xavier Wheeler back. If they do, I think Cal's got a team and get back to the final four. And then West Coast one and two, Gonzaga one, Arizona two for me. For me, we actually, Wes, have the same 10 teams, but in different order, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty amazing that we both Look have. at you showing more faith in my Big Ten team. That's why I had to put them in there. I'm like, they're leading the third best conference. Yeah, I look, look uh, here, here's the deal for me. Four through nine, if you put in any order, mm. I wouldn't argue with. Yeah. Because one, two, three to me is pretty clear. Yes. Gonzaga's clearly the best team. Kentucky to me is better than Arizona because they keep winning without Wheeler and Washington. When they have those two guys and they're fully operational, they would have beat Auburn mm-hmm. if Washington and Wheeler didn't get hurt in that game. Mm-hmm. So Kentucky's two. Arizona's three. They just keep winning. Even though there are still some questions about the youth and Tommy Lloyd, first-time head coach. They, there, there are no questions for me. They're top ten offense and defense in Ken Palm. They're really darn good at number three. Purdue at four. Their offense is great. My concern for them once they make the tournament, 
if they get a night like they did last year against North Texas, right. where they just don't shoot well, they can go out. The one thing they do have, though, is they have a guard. If Matt Painter lets yes. him do so and Jaden Ivey, that can take over a game and it just get the hell out of the way and let him go to the rack. I was very difficult for me for five through seven because I have Auburn slightly above Texas Tech because Auburn's best to me is the best of these three teams, five through seven. So Auburn at five, Texas Tech's just playing great right now. That's why I have them slightly ahead of Kansas. Duke, very talented. I don't really trust them, but they keep winning in a mediocre conference this year with a lot of talent. They're eight. Baylor, you mentioned it. The injuries are killer for Baylor. If they were fully loaded, they might be in the top three. And in Villanova, I didn't. Re- I had UCLA at ten before last night, but I moved Villanova. Yeah, ahead of there them. were a couple teams like right outside the top ten that were like near misses for me. UCLA being one of them, UConn being another one, and also Illinois, who lost last night at home to Ohio State. Yeah, it was hard to find that tenth team because earlier in the week I, I did a variation of this on a numbers game. Had UCLA at number 10. Now Villanova, even with a loss this week, moves up because their loss, a little bit more impressive to a better team than what UCLA did last night against Oregon. Coming up next, we're going to the NFL. Who's going to be the starter week one for Green Bay and Pittsburgh? We discuss those markets next on Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you, na- ma- before you make your next bet, trying to merge words here apparently, make sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This current feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. Data is available for money line total and spread bets. Betting splits another way. Here at VEASAN, we are making you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out today. The betting splits available every single game. VEASAN.com is where you get them. It is primetime action. I'm Jeff Parles. Kelly Bidlin's here. Wes Reynolds is here. Happy to be with you. Wes, uh, one one quick update real quick, uh, on a, at least on one of our bets here. Uh, the Billikens out over the Spiders 35-24. to 24. Normally that's pretty good. Normally that's a good sign for mm-hmm. taking a money line. Am I crazy for being a little worried that St. Louis is shooting 74% well, right now? And look, Richmond can light it up, by the way. Yes. This is a team that can score quick and uh, looks like this is going to be an over despite the fact that you know, kind of closed right where it opened, about 143, some little late money at a couple places to the over, but well on pace here, 59 with 613 left to go in the first. West is uh, Kadisha's Golden Griffins, by the way, down six at the under eight timeout. So in the game there, in New Rochelle, New York for that one. Let's uh, go to the NFL, though, and uh, as always, DraftKings with the odds here. Week one starters. And, of course, as the Aaron turns, we start there Mm -hmm. with the Green Bay Packers. We'll start with the Packers. Rodgers, of course, still the favorite of DraftKings to take, again, the first snap of the season. So you could get some chicanery here if you had a trick play, as we saw a few years ago when Buffalo did a little bit of trickeration on their Mm -hmm. first snap. Aaron Rodgers minus 280. Jordan Love 3-1. to any rookie at plus 750, Jameis Winston at 8 to 1, Marcus Mariota at 10 to 1, Fitzpatrick Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew, Carson Wentz at 12 to 1, Derek Carr out of left field at 14 to 1. Wes, it's very simple here. If you're comfortable laying a, laying a price of minus 280, Aaron Rodgers is probably the bet. 
If you do not want to bet Aaron Rodgers, the only other bet is Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two possible bets here for me. Yeah, because I think he's going to end up back, of course. uh, You know, as the Aaron turns and all the storylines, he had the Panchakarma cleanse. I would like a little cleanse from Aaron Rodgers and all this drama and all the storylines through the season. But I digress here. You know, the thing about him, man, he's like so polarizing. He's turning former teammates against each other. I saw a Twitter exchange. I guess Greg Jennings kind of went on and said, he, sure was, did. he was selfish, essentially. I'm paraphrasing here, not giving you the full quote. And then uh, Kuhn, the former fullback in Green Bay. Uh, John Kuhn. John Kuhn. Kuhn had a response to Greg Jennings. So uh, Packer on Packer crime, uh, all courtesy of number 12, Aaron Rodgers. I just, I, I, at this point, I'm with you. Uh even though I, I'm not into cleanses where you have to make yourself throw up. I'm not into yeah. that, which is part of what Aaron Rodgers did apparently these last 12 days before going on McAfee on Monday. So, uh, or earlier in the week, I should say. But if Jordan, Love, Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers are the only two bets here. And you know what? Maybe a sprinkle on the love if you think Rodgers is going to leave, fine. But... Kelly, no one else is gonna. No one else is gonna start here. They're not gonna bring in another quarterback to start them over Jordan Love. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I think this is one you've really got to wait on. Like we we talked to the other day, when we were looking at some of these quarterback markets of waiting for news. And I, I like if they made them if they made a decision in the next week that Aaron Rodgers was leaving, then okay, that gives the Packers an entire offseason maybe to figure out another direction. But if this happened anywhere near the draft, then Jeff, yeah, like the only bet is Jordan Love. I, I think the only bet, regardless, is Jordan Love. If you're going to make this now or later, it's jo- it's Jordan Love. Kelly, where's Kurt Benkirk here? Yeah, he's on the roster. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. They didn't put odds up for him. No option for Kurt. I saw him appear in that Twitter exchange, or I guess uh, the quote tweet from uh, John Kood about Greg Jennings earlier today. By the way, uh, quick uh, quick breaking news here in Major League Baseball, Wes. Uh, the earliest start now for spring training is now March 8th. And that's only if they actually agree on Monday, which uh, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Yeah, uh, I don't think that we're going to get started on time. They're going to keep canceling more spring training games. I don't see us starting in April. Let's go to the Steelers here now. First snap of the season for a Pittsburgh quarterback. Mason Rudolph is your favorite, which I'm sure Steeler fans love. Two to one on Rudolph. Dwayne Haskins, who is there now, is the technical backup at four to one. Uh, any rookie quarterback at plus 750. Josh Dobbs, who I had forgotten was on the Steelers, is eight to one. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston at eight to one. Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, and Jimmy G at ten to one. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers eleven to one. Marcus Mariota at twenty to one. Tarod Taylor and the triumphant return to any sort of action. Mitchell Trubisky at forty to one. That's not the worst bet in the world necessarily for the Steelers because I think Mitchell Trubisky. And he did such a good job. Look, he was back up in Buffalo. But Buffalo, they really raved about him around the league, too, as kind of that scout team quarterback. He always had that Buffalo defense prepared for running quarterbacks, you know, mimicking the Mahomeses of the world and the Herberts of the world and Guy Burrow and guys that can scramble all throughout that league. So Trubisky to the Steelers, I don't think that that's as far-fetched maybe as 40-1. to 1. A couple others you can look at. Let's say the Steelers draft a developmental quarterback, and maybe not in the first round. Maybe they draft somebody like Sam Howell 
or somebody like that in, in the second round. Assume I, I haven't looked at a mock draft lately to see where he's going to go. But that late would seem, first, early second. That would seem maybe to be a fit if they don't get Kenny Pickett. There's rumors that maybe they would trade up for Malik Willis. I've kind of seen those in some mocks as of a couple weeks ago. But you got to think that they want to get like a veteran quarterback that's somebody that might be kind of like a stopgap. So obviously those guys, you know, near the top, the guys that, you know, the Watsons and the Garoppolo's and the Wilson's, those guys aren't going to be stopgaps. Those are going to be starters. So maybe keep an eye down there at 20 to one on Marcus Mariota. Yeah. is it weird to be West, but the bottom three names on this graphic they all make sense. are the ones that are maybe the most attractive to me if I was actually going to put yeah. money down on this? Because I do think the Steelers, at least in the first or second round, are going to draft a quarterback because I really think that they have to. And I just go back to uh, when Dave Ross and I had Brian McFadden uh, on this very network. And McFadden, of course, BMAC is a former Pittsburgh Steeler. And he's like, the quarterback that's going to start next year is not on the roster. You know, it's not going to be Rudolph. It's not going to be Haskins, even though you have to put them at the favorites because we don't know what the Steelers are going to do. I don't even think they finalized the hire of that new general manager either because yet, uh, no. because Colbert uh, retired. So, you know, we got to see what they're going to do in terms of that. But to Kelly's point, I think the bottom three, Mariota, Taylor, and Trubisky make sense. And by the way, we know this is a team, even though Najee Harris had a decent rookie year, this is a team that still struggles to run the ball a little bit. So you probably want a quarterback that's a lot more mobile, certainly than Ben Roethlisberger was the last several years yeah I would I would definitely say so there I I actually kind of agree with Kelly on uh, on Mariota I agree mm-hmm. I agree there I think that one makes the most sense I Trubisky though I I could see them bring him in. I don't know if you well, again. If you know, they, maybe, if maybe he deserves wise. a second chance. I though, probably because, does because I think you know it was him and Matt Nagy just didn't work in Chicago. No. So I'm not willing to say okay, Mitchell Trubisky can't be a starting quarterback in the National Football League anymore. It just didn't work. They didn't fit together. But he got with Brian Dable, and look, Brian Dable, by the way, is uh, with the New York Football Giants. Mm-hmm. So maybe don't be surprised if Mitch Trubisky ends up there, perhaps, uh, even though Daniel me. Jones gets one last chance. By the way, I would I, I would look to the rookie quarterback in that market. Kenny Pickett somehow slides to the Steelers. I have a hard time seeing them pass passing him up. Right. And he's the one guy in this draft where you could probably get away with starting him week one. Yeah, he's more ready than I think Malik Will is out of Liberty. I, I think they think the Liberty quarterback, judging guys around the league, think he has the bigger upside. But Pickett's probably the most ready, at least from day one. Quickly here, Wes, uh, the Seahawks won. Russell Wilson still your betting favorite. Minus two fifty. Any rookie at five to one. Geno Smith ten to one. Wentz, Winston twelve to one. Mariota and Watson at fourteen to one. Jacob Eason, who's apparently on the roster at sixteen to one, and the Garoppolo and Rogers with long odds. If you're not betting Russell Wilson, I guess Geno Smith has to be the play, right? Well, and and didn't Russell Wilson, I thought I saw something earlier today where in terms of his uh, bio, yep. it no longer says Seattle Seahawks. Uh, at Dange Russ Wilson on Twitter, the uh, is I want to live like I want to love like Jesus. Uh, so nothing mentioning that he is the Seattle Seahawks quarterback anymore. So I saw that on the Twitter machine earlier today. Obviously, part of the band is still coming back. Pete Carroll is going to be back. John Schneider is going to be back. This is their 13th year together. We'll see if Russell Wilson is going to be back because he, I think, is going to be in high demand because there are several other teams that I think are looking for quarterbacks, not just the uh, obvious one in Denver. I think Carolina's looking for a change. I think Indianapolis may be looking to move on from Carson Wentz. So there's a lot of things to shake out on this game of musical chairs. 
think the Seahawks one's tough because, like I said the other night on here, I don't think Russell Wilson's coming back. I think they're going full rebuild. So that means there's one of these guys on here, one of these bets on here is probably a winner. I just don't know who. I I, I don't know who. This this one's tougher to draw a line to of who they would go with if they let him go. I I think it would just, they would draft someone. They don't have a first round pick. I think you're probably right. I think it's probably, it probably ends up being Geno. As wild as that is. Like if you're going to go full rebuild, you got to go full rebuild, right, Jeff? That's going full rebuild. 100%. Uh, Coming up next though, Doug Kazarian. He hosts Daily Wager on ESPN2. We'll talk some NBA with Doug next. Primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting on Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Peterson, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans will analyze every game and discuss with bookmakers making the lines to find the best value early. Don't wait until the lines move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts Sunday, March 13th at 6 o'clock Eastern, free at vsin.com. It is primetime action. I'm Jeff Barles. Wes Reynolds is here. Kelly Bidlin is here. And now with us, he hosts Daily Wager on ESPN, Doug Kazarian. Joins us right now. Doug, thanks for being with us on uh, James Harden debut with the Sixers night. And I guess we could start there. Sixers in Minnesota. Sixers have been seeing the action here up to three in most spots on the road in Minnesota tonight. Yeah, we ran a pie chart on our show for Caesar Sportsbook. It was 90%-ish in terms of the ticket count on the Philadelphia Sixers. I, I, I actually lean Minnesota here. I just don't know what to make of this Philly team, I think they're going to – they have to completely change their style. Maybe completely is a little strong, but they have to change their style. And I wonder if Embiid on the heels of, you know, not working with Simmons is going to almost overcompensate and defer too much to Harden. And Harden's going to try to make everyone part of the team. I don't know. I just wonder if there's going to – it's going to take some time, some growing pains, if you will. 
Doug, uh, I believe your best bet on that daily wager program today was the Miami Heat laying five and a half at New York. We we're just now tipped off in the garden. So when we go to the Eastern Conference and more of a macro question here, everybody, of course, talks about the Sixers and talks about the Nets and talks about the Bucks, the defending NBA champions. But you've got some teams at the top here, including this Miami Heat team, the Chicago Bulls as well, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everybody kind of thinks that the Bulls and the Cavs are going to drop down. Do you see any drop-off from the Heat, or you think they're here to stay, perhaps to win the Eastern Conference? Yeah, you know, it's a good question because there's a lot of assumptions made. We don't really know what to expect with a few things, but I, I believe the Heat have only, you know, they have the fewest amount of games with their starting five based on injuries and everything else. So I actually think the Heat are here to stay. I expect regression from the Bulls, but I'm not so confident it's coming, especially as they get healthy. Levine's back, obviously, so... I really don't know what to expect. I will say I am not just drinking, but I am chugging the Kool-Aid of Brooklyn. I think I have money on them at 6-1 to one to win it all. I think it's a banger. I, I just think, you know, people are bringing up like, oh, they're home ATS or they're, they're points for It's like I don't care about any of those stats if Durant's not playing. It's just pointless to even consider. It's, it's like comparing the, you know, Keith Van Horn net to this roster come playoff time. So as long as they get healthy – they're going to be just fine. Talent wins out in the NBA playoffs in the best of seven format. I really think the Nets are uh, going to come out of the East. Doug, uh, I, I want to I want to flip over to the West real quick because there's a good game that starts at nine o'clock Eastern tonight. Dallas and Utah, who are right in the middle of the uh, of the teams that won't have to be in the playing game uh, playoff portion of the bracket. Uh, right now, Utah laying five and a half in this one at home against Dallas. Is there anything you like here? Yeah, I'd grab the points, but I'd be careful just quoting some numbers from Utah. Them playing without Gobert and all those games without Mitchell, I, I really think you throw it out, kind of like I was talking about with Brooklyn. Uh, it really doesn't matter. I mean, with all these COVID stuff and all these, you know, it's just, it's just pointless to consider some of those stats. So, obviously, Utah is um, a solid team. They were the one seed last year. They're not quite in that form yet, but I would just be careful assuming that it's the team that was stinking up the joint for uh, a portion of the season. Doug, uh, Phoenix Suns in action against New Orleans tonight. Now, of course, uh, without Chris Paul for the interim uh, with his injury that was announced over All-Star Weekend. But you look at the kind of the pecking order in the Western Conference right now. Phoenix, six and a half games over Golden State. And I know no Chris Paul, but boy, with like 20 games left, that's a lot to make up for Golden State. So uh, what do you make of the Suns' chances? I'm assuming you believe that they are going to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, absolutely, and I actually really like the Chris Paul injury, as stupid as that sounds. One is over the next six weeks, he cannot get injured with something else that's more drastic, like a growing injury or a wrist injury. There's nothing else that could happen to him, and I think that's a really good thing for him because he's obviously getting up there in years. The miles are showing. He's been injured in the playoffs the last couple of years. Now, last year he had COVID, too, but I just think it's a blessing to disguise that he's not going to get hurt. Now, it's also a team that has all the places that some, all the pieces that are familiar with one another. This was like, I don't know, Brooklyn or another team that had a bunch of new pieces coming together. I'd be a little concerned. But they even traded for Torrey Craig, got him back at the deadline. So I just think all these guys are familiar. It's a well-oiled machine. They'll be, CP3 will come back and will be just fine. So I actually think it's good that it preserves him and also gives guys like Bridges and Campaign an opportunity to get more valuable minutes. Maybe they're going to take a game-winning shot. Maybe Bridges or Cam Johnson will have to make a big shot in clutch if Booker gets double teamed when he's facilitating and CP3 is not there. So I think it's a blessing in disguise for a couple reasons for uh, 
for the for the Suns here, and I think yes, they will end up with the one seed. Too much ground for the for the Clips to make up for the the, the Warriors. Doug. Uh... MVP race, of course, Embiid favored over Jokic right now, who's slightly shorter than Giannis. DeMar DeRozan's making a case. His odds slashed in half after last night's dominant performance yet again. Uh, what way are you leaning right now? I'm on Jokic. Um, I had him plus 350, I bet, last week. I think $3 or better I would pay, I would buy on Jokic. I, uh, Denver is the easiest schedule remaining for the mm-hmm. rest. Of the of the regular season, I think that's a big factor because if you look at the last 38 MVPs since 1984 playoff expansion, 29 have gone to a player from the one seed. Think about that. One seed now. There's obviously two one seeds, but still, that's remarkable, and that's got to help DeRozan. And eight of the other nine have gone to a two or a three seed, and then Russell Westbrook of the year he had the MVP and the tri- triple double average was the one kind of lone wolf, if you will, at the six seed. So if you have Jokic and you have Embiid, the two front runners, and each guy is like a five seed or whatever it is, then what if they don't get the three seed? Last year, Jokic got the three seed. So what if they don't? I think Jokic's team success will be the big factor, especially if Murray and Michael uh, Porter Jr. come back. So that's why I'm going to side with Jokic. He, he leads the NBA in PER. He's the only guy who currently leads the team in all the categories, points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. And he's just an absolute behemoth. And frankly, I'm doing a story that's coming out tomorrow. He's worth more of the point spread than any other player in the NBA. Doug, uh, uh, let's look at the late matchup here. And were you not used to talking about the Clippers and the Lakers being the 8-9 game in terms of the uh, play-in round to that main draw, but that's exactly what we have. And I know Woj was on the pregame as we were watching on on your network at ESPN talking about what is going on there in Lakerland with uh, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and LeBron kind of feuding a little bit with Rob Palenka. Apparently there was a meeting on Tuesday with Palenka and Jeannie Buss to kind of see where LeBron LeBron is wanting to go with this team. What do you make of this Lakers bunch, though? With AD going to be shelved for the next several weeks and, you know, everything that's gone on with Westbrook and, and, and Vogel being benched in the fourth quarter. So where do you, what do you, how do you think that this is going to end for the Los Angeles Lakers? Basically a macro question here in 2022. Not well. I've been fading them all year. I think they think I think the pieces don't fit. There's no reason to back them ever. Uh, sure, you're going to lose here and there against the spread because, like, LeBron will go off or something like that. But for the most part, they're an automatic fade. Doug Kazarian with us right now. Of course, uh, uh, the host of Daily Wager. Uh, you see that on ESPN uh, every single night, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time start for that. Uh, Doug, uh, before, before we let you go, uh, in about a minute here, biggest storyline we have not mentioned you're looking forward to in these final quarter of games? Well, I think it's just the wide open nature of this NBA playoffs. Usually it's a sport and a league that gets criticized for being too predictable. And I think, you know, not too long ago, the Warriors were minus 110 when they had Durant to the begin of the season to win it all. And now, sure, we have tiers of favorites, but we have, what, like seven or eight teams that can conceivably win it, which is just awesome. And as, a, as an NBA fan, a life, lifer, uh, I just, I'm just so pleased by the balance, especially the ease. I mean, you have some 1-8 matchups in both conferences, 2 7 that are not as foregone conclusions. We've had some money line series prices minus like 5000 or you know things like that. So I'm just so happy we're going to have such an awesome postseason. The league is in a really good place. He's Doug Kazarian, of course. You can see him, the host of Daily Wager on ESPN. Doug, pleasure as always. Thanks for being with us tonight. 
Oh, thanks for having you guys. Best of luck to everyone this weekend. Of course, Thank you, Doug. Always good to talk to Doug. I know. I know you're in communication with Doug a lot during well, during, during these. We uh, do. Seasons. Uh, Doug obviously uh, is more, as you can tell by the segment, more in tune with the NBA than I am. So I trade some information with him, and uh, he trades some information with me for some college basketball and some golf, and uh, you know a couple other things. But that's how you got to do it. You know, you trade with other people, and you get opinion, and you get pulse from other people. So uh, you want to do it on your own and always trust your own instinct is a better but there's nothing more valuable than getting information no i look a hundred percent uh there wes and uh that's look uh the the give and take very important <laughs> that's mm-hmm. for sure uh help covering your blind spots uh, another big thing as well in this if you're new to us new to betting big thing for sure we're gonna have plenty of updates coming your way at the top of the hour a lot going on in the nba a lot going on in a, on a small card of college hoops tonight. We update you next. Primetime action rolling along on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriment, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com.